Hey all, this is the Last King Podcast and for this episode, we're going to do something a little different. The annual Singapore Toys, Games and Comic Convention, well that's a mouthful, made its most recent showing on September 10 and 11 of 2016. For those not in the know, it's supposed to be the Southeast Asian equivalent of the renowned San Diego Comic Con, where pop culture gets celebrated with awesome comic and film guests, budding local artists showing off their work, and the latest reveals of new shows, comics, and toys. Well, here's the thing, they got the toys part right. There were lots of cues for exclusive toys here and there, but there are quite a number of complaints about the show being nothing but that. The ticket prices do not justify the content that's available. To put all that into context, there have been 9, 9 of these expos since 2008. Has it really evolved into something other than a glorified bazaar for Singaporeans? Or are we just jaded old school folks who can't keep up with the changing trends in the industry? My co-host Shafiq and I decided to interview a number of local fans and luminaries of the pop culture entertainment industry and find out if SDGCC as a whole is still relevant or not. You'll be hearing these short interviews throughout this special episode with the usual lasting podcasting spiel and some special interviews thrown in for good measure. Keep in mind, since these recordings are live and done within the day itself guerrilla style, the audio quality will be a lot more rough and raw than usual, so we apologize in advance. With that said, we hope you can sit back and enjoy this experiment. From Smash Gear. Um, so is the show relevant or not? Hmm. Okay. So I think the the the, the, the crowd is still strong and um, the people are still coming. But uh, the the sort of the the theme of SGCC has gotten a little diluted over the years. I think uh, now we have started to mix in a bit of uh, Japanese anime um, and also a bit of uh, like to- it has always been about toys. But uh, the sort of the, the the side about comics and pop culture in general has gotten a bit thin, a bit diluted. So I, I guess the crowd that comes here tends to be very varied and very mainstream. So sometimes the, the, the products that are a bit more niche might suffer. So is this, is this uh, convention still relevant? And will it still help the, the industries and people trying to break into it? Mm, I think it, it's, it will definitely still help the new guys because it's a good place to come in and get a feel for how the crowd feels about your product. Uh, how the how people look at a, whether your product can get the kind of attention and the kind of wow and the kind of shock factor that you want it to have it's a very good place to test that and for a very low cost uh, so especially in the artist alley hi I'm Andy from Andy Moo Studios and uh, I'm a comic artist and I'm doing illustrations as well as some of my own comic stuff with a local twist so I feel that SGCC is a very great event for me to really meet the fans face to face because I usually interact with them online and it's very good to see them in person. Uh, for today, right, the crowd in the morning is a little slow, I guess because of the rain or something, but now as you can see, it starts to pick up again. So I feel very happy that I get to meet uh, all my readers and, and fans, you know, like uh, physically. Yeah, I feel that uh, for us, right, we need events like this so that we can really uh, get more personal with the fans instead of just uh, online interaction. Yeah. 
Hi, I'm Mark. So uh, I own this company called Grey Ogre Games. We are located in Chinatown. So uh, SCGC is kind of important to us because we, we are on the fourth floor, so there isn't a lot of walk-in and like Magic is a very niche market. Like Magic the Gathering and card games in general, like everybody's playing like online games now. So uh, why this is important to us is that we get, you know, you get them to sit down, learn the game, and then if they really enjoy a game, we can introduce them to the community. So that's why this, this kind of show is important to us. Uh, and I think we, people say we are kind of like a dying culture, like, you know, the old collectible card games. But uh, in actual fact, it's actually growing, but, you know, uh, lesser, there's a lesser market that uh, is interested in this game. But this is why SCGC is, is important, because we get a lot of people that uh, look at the art, look at how pretty the, the, the products are, and they become interested in playing like tabletop games again. Uh, my name is Adib. I'm one of the co-founders of Kinetikets. So the studio actually produces collectibles, high-end collectibles. We are official partners of Capcom, Warner Brothers, and Arc System Works. I've been around, I've been visiting SCGCC since the beginning, uh, but I have actually started exhibiting from about 2012. So I think the show has come quite a long way since, you know, it first started. I think it's doing a better job than before in the sense that they were lacking a bit of focus last time. Now they're trying to bring in more relevant guests like uh, comic artists and illustrators and things like that. Although they do still uh, focus on some cosplay, they bring in some cosplayers. Previously they used to bring in uh, Japanese singers and all that. But I think we, that wasn't really focused. Like they'll just try to you know, spread themselves too thin I think. But now they're trying to be a bit more focused and uh, what my advice if you know which direction to take the show I would say focus more on artists like illustrators and uh, because there's so many across around the world especially in Singapore there's not many events doing focusing on illustrators and artists uh, especially creative people are basically although like celebrities and like Japanese singers are popular I mean of course it brings in a certain crowd but I think Anime Festival Asia has that covered so I think SCGC should be more focused on bringing in more creative people and illustrators and uh, maybe uh, you know comic artists from US and things like that so it, it could become say comic con of Singapore like a real comic con because if you go to comic San Diego you know it's really focused on you know certain uh, areas right so you know, they should try to make it more towards that rather than try to spread themselves too thin Hi, I'm Ron. I'm commanding officer. I'm garrison commanding officer for the Singapore Garrison. We're the local branch of the 501st Legion, and overseas, um, we're an international organization. Um, it's a Star Wars fan club recognized by Lucasfilm and Disney, and we help them with a lot of events. So one of our main aim is to promote charitable causes while wearing the Star Wars costumes. For SDGCC, we've been around since 2008, I believe, when SDGCC first started, and I would say we, we liked our experience with it every year so far. <laughs> so uh, I would really think it's still quite relevant. Because um, we've been here since uh, many days. We use it as a platform for us to help some charitable organizations. For this past couple of years, it has been KKH, Health and Endowment Fund. So um, we've helped them raise over $10,000 uh, over the past couple of years. So, so far, it's still a really good platform for us to reach out to the public. Hi, I'm Gerald from Geek Culture and we are an online local geek site. We cover pretty much everything from Marvel, Star Wars, you name it, comic books, video games, we've got it on our site. 
Uh, when it comes to STGCC, I've used after coming here for four years, I found that it's uh, getting even better compared to the last time. There was a bit of a dip in terms of energy levels last year, but seeing what they have in 2016, especially when it comes to the artist alley, it's getting more impressive. Uh, recently, I've been to Anycom. Can't really compare it because it's the Hong Kong crowd, but I think Singapore is in a very good position when it comes to the geek scene. And I hope to see more of this uh, in the future. This year, I found uh, I spent most of my time in the artist alley. I found that a lot of uh, people they have come out and become their own creators, creating their own artwork and producing their own merchandise of derivative works. Uh, Overwatch, Pokemon, they are very big things, and I think these creators really know what the market really wants. And uh, judging by the numbers and of the stuff they're handing out, they're making quite a pity penny from it. My name is Dietrich Mohan. I'm hosting the STGCC Overwatch Mountain Dew Cup. I know it's really fun. A lot of things nice. A lot of the gamers came out, and it's nice to see 16 teams come in. And it's nice to see STGCC actually taking esports into their convention. I think it used to not have too much esports-centric stuff, but it seems that has changed. And Overwatch definitely makes some changes. I think generally STGCC is pretty relevant with people who are interested in in art, uh, comic book art specifically because there are a lot of people and artists that are really trying their best to, to get up, up there in the market against a lot of mainstream stuff. So people have a lot of fun doing that. Uh, it, it's, for me, it's great that Phil Noto came in uh, every year. SCGC always brings in a pretty reputable comic book uh, artist and having these guys come every year gives me a reason to come back every year, but that's my reason. A lot of people are actually here for the toys like XM Studio and Funko and all that which is pretty relevant for each of the person but it'd be nice to have a little bit more activities in this arena because as big as it is there's still quite a bit of space I would like it to be a little bit more packed. Yeah it really needs a very good balance uh, because the bazaar is great for up-and-coming artists. I think like, like my a friend of mine, Rajta, she finally got featured. She's been doing art for so long and finally she gets a, a space on the panel, which I'm very happy for her to do that. Uh, but also we, we like to have not too much bazaar where it, does, it becomes a marketplace only and not just a showcase of artists. Yeah, that's my, my big gripe. I'm an artist and art has always been my passion since I was very young so um, I'm at this event actually uh, selling my art prints and doing commissions for my fans hmm. and my thoughts about the event is that uh, okay I always love uh, this kind of event so when I have a chance I always try to join SCGCC every year so for the past uh, two years, I'm fortunate enough to be able to join as, the, as an artist and exhibiting my work and everything. Um, I personally feel that the event itself is... Okay, I love games, toys and comics, so I love this event. Yeah. If we want to talk about the changes, I think... Um, because currently, there's um, maybe focus more about the merchandisers. In the future, it would be nice if we have more like activities or like those kind of uh, invite guests like from like overseas and everything like to come over. But I think you already been doing that. But maybe uh, we focus have have more section for like other kind of merchandises because it really is dominated with toys. But maybe have more comics or more art section and stuff like that. Is it helping me in the long run? I think so. Yes. 
Um, so far, I'm quite happy. I mean, cause okay, this is my first day here, so I think um, so far so good. Yes. My name is Sunny Liu. I'm a comic book artist. I've done books for DC, Marvel, Image. Um, my latest book was uh, the Art of Chinese Chan Hock Chai, which uh, was the first comic to win the Singapore Literature Prize this year. I've been to Comic Con since the first year, I think, uh, since I started back in 2008, I believe, or thereabouts. And um, it's always fun to meet you know, fans and fellow creators here. But I do think that the, you know, the, the con itself is not very comics focused, especially for younger artists, I think. Like, the booth prices are quite steep uh, compared to even regional or even international uh, fairs. So, in that sense, uh, I think it's preventing entry to of, of more sort of local comics, especially of, for, for like I said, the younger creators. And I think that could be improved. And I hope that we can talk to the organizers more to make things better. I mean, it's, it's a celebration of pop culture, so it's like toys. As the name is called, like toys, game, comics, uh, everything else. But uh, I mean, I haven't been to even cons like San Diego and New York. I feel like. If you go to places like that, the artist alley, comic, comic presence is a lot stronger. I think at Singapore, you can say that there's less uh, people doing it, but you know, part of the reason it really is the sort of the cost and the lack of promotion um, that 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 Reed does, I think, for, for for local artists. It's tough, you know. It's, it's both, everybody has to kind of up their game. You know, I think artists have to produce better work, bloggers have to produce better content, but I think. Comic cons have to do a better job as well, so everyone has to work together to, to make things better. I suppose it's a formula that works for Reed in terms of uh, sort of affordability, profitability. So, um, and it's, it's possible that this is what the fans want. I, I don't know, maybe if it's a comic-centric con, you have less turnout. So I, I, I can't guarantee that something different would be better for Reed. Um, but also partly, I think Reed runs a lot of different comic cons, right? It's not just, uh, in fact, it's not just an organization that only runs comic cons. It does a lot of different exhibitions. So, um, in that sense, I think they've got maybe a certain template that works for them. That, uh, to a degree, I would say it's up to both us and them and us to have more of a conversation, like in between cons, to see what what can be improved. Because because if, if neither side engages the other, then just carry on as it is. So I, I think we, we do need to press for more of a dialogue between the artists and, 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 and read. Hey, what's up everybody? And we, this is me and Shafiq hanging out at Singapore Toys, Games and... Comics. Comics. That's the Comics convention. 2015. 16. 16. You're gonna say 15. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know. Maybe 15 had a bigger impact to us. Who knows? Maybe. I wasn't here for 15, but uh, so far 16. Well, okay. Let me preface this. This is my second SDGCC hashtag, uh, SDGCC. <laughs> and frankly, um, wow, big difference from what it used to be. I have to say. I mean, like, it's very toy oriented now i mean we got the overwatch booth happening over here and then we got uh something real old school magic the gathering has a little section where the magic community of singapore is uh bringing it to the to the crowd here at stgcc trying to 
you know, maybe create new Magic players, try to entice them to join the world of Magic. I haven't played Magic since the Portal era. Oh my God, Jesus. <laughs> back in '97. You old man, you. Shit, you know. <laughs> but like, yo, Magic's still around. I was like, wow, and like the scene looks really big and really strong, and like, yeah. I, I might just like you know dust off my old uh, deck and see if uh, it still stands up to what <laughs> to what these kids are playing right now, but I really doubt so. Unless of course they allow me to use my Black Lotus uh, Life Tap and Fireball combo. <laughs> what do you call that shit now? The vintage deck, right? The vintage, no, no, no. Uh, Legacy. Legacy. No, no, vintage. You're right. I, I'm You're right the first time. Vintage. Yo, I got vintage decks up in the Hizu. <laughs> if you guys want to throw down any day. All right, let me use my my, my, my cheap, smelly old cards. <laughs> so when you mean toy-orientated, oriented, you mean like, does it feel more like a bazaar to you or does it feel more like an expo to you? Yo, this is Pasa Malam in full effect, yo. Oh my god. Like walking around is just like, okay, I mean, I do get that the first letter of the name is toys, it's T. Yeah, but like, yo, Iron Man's still a thing? <laughs> I mean, like, you can't escape it. And, um, I mean, no, but shout-outs to, like, XM and uh, what, Falcon's Hanger. I mean, like, you know, they're bringing out, like, you know, their A-game, you know, some of these toys and there's collectibles, these statues. Like, yo, if I had the bank account, I mean, we're not a rich podcast yet. You know, well, but once, the, <laughs> once that big, fat podcast money comes in, yo, I'm, I'm dropping dollars here. But like uh, all those statues, like with uh, the Sentinels with the X Men fighting, yo, Venom statues, they all look good. So kids, please check out at Last King Podcast on Instagram. Okay, I'll be posting all the pictures. Okay, if by the time you hear this episode, okay, those uh, pictures will probably be up there. So please throw some likes. You know, give us a follow. Please all right. So do. so we can give you all this premium content coming going down here in Singapore. <laughs> Or you can follow us at Last King Podcast on Twitter. Or even better, just go to thelastking.net. I mean, oh man, my voice is cracking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, it's the, it's the effect, dude. We've been doing interviews. We've been, well, uh, we've also just been looking around and talking to people. This is not just a place where we visit and look at toys and buy them. Yeah, it's it, also a place where we meet up with friends, talk to them, and then go buy toys together. Uh, now, here's the thing about this show. I've been going to this show since 2008, so you, 2009, 2010. So and if I were to take a montage picture of 2008 up to 2016, the rules may be bigger, but the actual thing might still be look the same. It's everything, the setup, everything looks the same. And this one in front of me is a guy changing his pants. <laughs> I like I like this show a lot so much. It's okay, keep changing. We're not judging. Don't worry. Uh, I don't think you heard me. He's wearing green underwear. Yeah. Why are we? <laughs> okay, we are live vlogging a guy changing his pants. My God. Dude. Get out of the media room. <laughs> this Why is not the changing room. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> carry on, man, carry on. But yeah, yeah, but seriously, seriously though. Um, I just hate the fact that... Hate? Strong word. Okay, not hate. I just like the fact that the more things change, the more they stay the same. Oh. The locations change. A little bit of the same old, same old for you? The same old, same old, yes. 2008, slightly a bazaar. 2009, 10... The time when Mac Faction came down, CB Sabowski came down. The time when Yo, Humberto I'm so Ramos disappointed I missed that wait, wait. man. The time when Humberto Ramos and uh, Joe Matt came down. Mm. Those were the highlights, and I kind of wish we did the podcast during those times. Yo, but now now that we're ahead, I think the last time I was here, I I, I saw Brian Bolland. Okay, that's that good. That was kick, you know. I mean, but I didn't have my copy of Killing Joke for him to sign. Yeah, yeah. Here's Speaking the of Killing Joke, throwback to our Killing Joke episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing: we did. These guests, they will come down once, 
they'll never come down again. Now compare that to a convention like Anime Festival Asia. Oh, Mayan has been around since the first one up till now. I think she might have stopped for a couple of times, but she was a consistent performer. Okay. We have no consistent guys coming in, like no same faces, no, no regulars, faces. That's no regulars faces. basically, no regulars from the states. Although to be fair, there were regulars from our scene, from the Southeast Asian scene. We've got Rakta Lin, we've got Sonny Liu. Um, quite a number of others who kind of escaped our <laughs> well, I don't have to pull out the thing from my pocket the, the band of doodlers you yeah, know yeah. I like their booth a lot especially uh, and they're not it's not in my pocket keep talking <laughs> so you like band of doodlers right yeah you know I follow them on Instagram you know and uh, basically you know a nice collection of artists they had a little booth here they did a lot of live drawing found it really really interesting really really cool and also um, maybe uh, who was that booth next to Rakta again? Lion Geeks. Uh, Lion Geeks. Lion Geeks. Okay, that's another local guy, uh, Lion Geeks. Yeah, 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 I like their stuff a lot too. Yeah, Very funny, you know? I was thinking, where's the imaginary friends dudes? <laughs> I thought those guys would be regulars. They were around before and they're not there anymore. Arjun too busy, I guess. Uh, he's going to an actual Comic Con. Huh? Yes, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps. So he's got, he's got living story. the dream. <laughs> so, we've, so as you've heard earlier on this episode, you may have heard some peop- some of the guys you interview maybe have there's some some are good thoughts some are bad thoughts about the show itself. I mean we, we keep it honest here on the Last King podcast. Yep. You know, at LastKing.net. Yep, yep. <laughs> you can keep the plugging on going on there. Yep. Yo, we 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 need to really push the branding. You know, it's, I mean it's nice to know that you know we did come across some people who heard about us and follow us and they subscribed to us. Thankfully. You know, but we want to build build the community. We want to build our. Uh, our fan base, you know, so we're coming down to all these events, and yeah, we'll be, we'll definitely be covering like AFA and every other future event AFA, from now on. Start so yeah, like yeah, if you're following us, you know, uh, if you're following us on Twitter or on Instagram, or you like, you know, just subscribe to us on our SoundCloud, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yo, just sh- give us a shout out, tweet us, tell us, you know, we'll take pictures with you. Yeah, yeah. we're not celebrities yet, so now's the best time to get to know us before we're too cool for school <laughs> and we ignore you totally. So <laughs> you were there from the beginning, you know. <laughs> so oh yeah, there was also like an Overwatch tournament happening as well too. Oh, that game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. People, I mean, it's still a pop- it's still a popular game, so no, it's fresh. It's it, it came out what, last year and. Popular and new popular the and new yeah. the best kind of combination I mean honestly you know, Overwatch is this generation's Counter-Strike it's going to be big it's going to be big for another 2-3-4 more years I mean I, I can see that scene just growing I mean it's strange you know I'm going to an STGCC and there's no Dota area mm-hmm. <laughs> but we have an Overwatch area yeah yeah so it's, video it's games game that takes over all these other staples that came out it's going to be a staple on its own already I fear so yeah and the fact that we've actually seen like high level player of, to- of the tournament we actually saw like Maybe 30 minutes of it so far. We had really professional shoutcasters and announcers talking about the match. Yo, you want to mention how we accidentally walked into frame of the shot? Oh, well, actually, I did. I did. Yeah, that was my fault. No, no, I mean, if you, I I don't know, if you see the playback, we find them on their Twitch channel or something, right? Yes, yes. You'll definitely see me telling you to get the. (laughs) (laughs) You're in shot. Like like you're doing the headlights. Yeah. Nah, not really. But you know, we we were there to like you know meet our friends and do some interviews. So, yeah, basically you know, shoutouts to the Overwatch scene. They're uh, definitely you know growing, and uh, I can see nothing but good things for them from now on. Yep, yep. And uh, yo, it's 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 time to get shooters back into you know competitive gaming, especially here in Singapore. I mean, I'm 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 a child of the '90s uh, competitive FPS scene. I play a lot of Quake, and then I you know I, I survived all the way up to the Counter Strike era. So it's like. To see the next generation of FPS guys, you know, forming teams, doing tournaments, you know, especially a game like Overwatch, you know, it's fresh, it's new, and I mean, the class-based thing, really not my thing, 
But uh, yeah, but you kind of want more new people coming in and playing anyway. I mean, because like, you kind of want to have that generation being built up. You yeah, know, definitely, man. I mean, these are the guys so I can, can convince to buy Doom. Yeah, yeah exactly. You want Doom. an FPS? Fuck, play Doom. Hey, we were actually talking to one one person from from this bank, from this publication, Just Saying. Oh yes. Yeah, she played Doom, and that was pretty. So cool. this is our shoutouts to the Just Saying. They're dot 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 com. No, they're dot Asia. My bad. So yeah, shoutouts to Just Saying dot Asia. Okay, they're. Not really a rival, maybe a companion. Uh, yeah, you you you'll hear you'll you, 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 you hear what they have to say later on. You spoke to who exactly? Yeah? Uh, Z Z Z Z from just saying. Yeah, uh? yeah. Just saying. Uh? Yeah, yeah. Hashtag onto itself. So anyway, uh, back to point. Um, well, I've actually interviewed quite a few people, like the local guys, and they're all kind of harping on the same thing. This is still a bazaar, not so much a uh, exhibition. Quite the general consensus, right? Yeah, general consensus. Is it maybe okay in your thoughts? Maybe is it because of the Singaporean culture of just buying things first before everyone else? Uh, honestly, like I've only ever been to the very first one and this one, I, I kind of missed out on the entire STGCC evolution. You know, I mean, I used to come here before it was called STGCC. I think it was called Play. Okay. You know, it was hit up by a friend of mine. You know, uh, shout out to Darren. You know who you are. But uh, basically, like for a convention, I'm a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't say disappointed, but. It's very obvious that it is catering to a certain demographic, not exactly like you know your general geek or uh, nerd or gamer, but like you know there's a lot of toy flippers here. I'll have to admit, you know, and it, I mean they, they're here in full force. They're here to buy the toys. They're here to go and uh, basically you know add it to the collection and then resell it. And then, yeah, I get it. You know, it, that, that, it's a very big scene here in Singapore, especially because the, the the toy collectibles and the statues, like you know. They go for a pretty penny, and then there are people who are actually very uh, much into that scene, and uh, you know they're they're profiting from it. They're making a living from it. Some yeah, of them. Yeah, and if people like that, they're going to keep on having these things going on and on. You anyway. know, but but I get what you mean. I think we should say that STGCC should. I mean, we should cater to this uh, crowd, but I think what you're trying to get at is that we're kind of ignoring or maybe not giving enough room for the other components. Uh, yeah, course. the convention part, right? The reveals, the the guest speakers doing funny stuff on the stage or having separate panels on different rooms talking about, oh, how is this show made? I'll tell you how this show is made, how this comic is made. Yeah, that'd be... They, they are, no, no, don't get me wrong. They are actually start happening on stage. But they don't... When you look at the crowd, there isn't that many guys I mean, around there. I mean, we, we can't blame the organizers, but I think it's just that our crowd, our scene, Singapore in general, you know, there isn't enough people who... Are really interested in stuff like that? I mean, it's super sad because yeah, I other guess conventions so. they do it much better. They do it, they, they they make that a bigger focus, or maybe they make a bigger balance, a better balance out of it, like 50-50 instead of 70-30, what we see right now. So I think you know what? It's up to us. We, that's our mission. You know, it we is. need to create the geeks. We need to create the new generation of nerds. We need to bring the content. We need to give the knowledge. We need to go back in time. We need to go and tell these people that hey, this is going on and this is what you can look forward to. Maybe, you know, I think it's like, I wouldn't say we have a young scene or a small scene. You know, I mean, it's pretty healthy. There's a good crowd going on here, but I think there are other people out there who are, would, maybe would you say turned off by SDGCC by not representing their demographic or what they are looking forward to? Well, it's probably all those other attractions like Phil Noto and Tom Taylor. They're kind of tailored for people who are really reading comics for the past five years, which is good. Yeah, that we we want that, but we consistently want more of that. Like we want like the Joe Man maybe to come down maybe for a second or a third year, even before he can 
before we can stop or a Jeff back. Jones or a Stan Lee you know yeah. like I mean if you can pull that kind of uh, like that, put that guy on the card definitely this might change the way people look at STGCC here's the thing they had till 2008 to do that they should have been able to get those guys down like what in the middle maybe right now like but from 2008 2016 how many years is that Eight, right probably but you also have to understand I mean like this okay, is wait, 10 or 8 uh, probably eight, but yeah. this is before the MCU and Marvel and as a brand blew up so much and then uh, I'm pretty sure if you got Stanley then probably more affordable than if you try to get Stanley now of course you know I mean times have changed and then like you know Marvel comics I mean you have to admit geek culture is super mainstream now I mean like your sister or your elder brother or your, even your best friend who plays sports they know who Iron Man is they go watch uh, Marvel movies so like yeah I mean as a geek as a nerd from the 90s growing up and then seeing that how finally now in 2015 2016 stuff that you were like people used to make fun of you for enjoying yeah, now yeah. it's just like accepted wholesale like yeah. you know it's normal to be it's not nerdy to be a video game fanatic it's not nerdy to be a comic book geek anymore but then again, it's like, uh, I would say like for SDGCC, you know, like, you know, I mean, I love collecting toys. I love the collectible scene. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan, but uh, too much emphasis on that. I mean, that's my, my personal opinion. I, th- I definitely still think that, yeah, this is something that sort of could have, could have been changed from 2008 to 2016. But because of uh, the cross mentality of wanting toys more than actual yeah, culture, the toy flippers, yeah. the toy flippers it's because of that so maybe not us have to change maybe people around us may need to actually have the mindset adjusted a little bit more than usual it sounds like a mission <laughs> it sounds like a mission yes yes uh to be honest i would like we would like to do a day two recap but i believe it might be the same as the first day recap which we're doing right now so nah, but we'll, st- we'll still come down well, i mean we're yeah. gonna cover both days definitely yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have our bigger postmortem coming in later it's just that right now if you're hearing this part it might sound similar to the later part we're going to record. Or we can just, you know, talk about other things. Like games. Or UFC. No? UFC, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about UFC. <laughs> well, there's an Ultra EDM thing happening next door. Uh, oh, we can talk about Ultra? Yo, fuck Ultra, man. <laughs> there's an anime DJ going on right now. Yeah, yeah. And people are getting lit. Yep, yep. <laughs> that, that section of the convention is turned up. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're just going to stop this and just listen to that now. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we have a series of interviews. Yep. Okay, and just a couple um, of improv stuff anyway. So yeah, true that. Uh, so the majority of this podcast will definitely be not just our opinions, but also the opinions of all the local guys who've had actually been around, new guys as well as old veterans who've actually been around this scene for God knows how many years. So like, shout outs to those guys for uh, taking the time off and uh, to like you know just spend two five minutes with us and like to give us their you know like penny for their thoughts you know and. Uh, uh, I, th- I think now would be the best time to queue up uh, interview number one, maybe? Or well, actually, we got interview number one done earlier on. So oh. We got a couple more coming I, I, I mean, the next interview, you know. Yeah, we got the next one coming up. So yeah. we got to fix that in the edit. And, uh, okay. So uh, remember, follow your friends, Mr. Toffee and Shafiq at thelastking.net. Also on our Instagram, at lastkingpodcast. Uh, same for uh, our Twitter, you know, at lastkingpodcast. And if you are here for... Uh, any other events or for any other occasions you know give us a shout out yeah let us know so we can send us a tweet it. yeah you know uh, take a picture with us you know we're handsome guys yep. you know you want to get think. to know us <laughs> <laughs> alright peace out this is Mr. Toffee and, and this is Shahweg my feet are killing me we've been here since 10 o'clock nobody should be alive at 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> fuck me <laughs>
This is the Last King Podcast. Now, you're in the guest interview section of our SDGCC 2016 episode. My name's Tom Taylor. I am the writer of all sorts of comics from Iron Man, Batman, Superman, Injustice, uh, New Wolverine, The Deep, etc. I also uh, write the TV series The Deep and co-created that one. Um, yeah, currently writing Wolverine for Marvel and it's fantastic. I mean, Laura is the absolute right person to take over the mantle and really happy with how the fans have responded to her becoming Wolverine. Uh, it's the, my first time here since I was 11, so I don't remember much from last time except for buying some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics. Um, but no, it's absolutely amazing, incredible, incredible city here and you know we're staying in the hotel and we've been up to the infinity pool. I'm here with my family so my kids are absolutely loving it but it's absolutely beautiful and everyone's been very friendly. Okay, what makes x three like the perfect person to actually take Wolverine's mantle? Well, you know, she is the clone of Wolverine. Okay. She's the daughter of Wolverine. She's, um, she has, you know, she's come from her own deep dark past and she's sort of grown and I think it's time for her to take this on. It just makes sense. So is she more temperamental than Wolverine right now when she's the mantle? No, God, no. No, Wolverine's way more temperamental than she is. And I kind of like that about her. Like, she's less prone to berserker rages she can she's slightly more calculating than he is you know so i think that's it's one of the things that makes her great as well uh so the next arc of wolverine uh we're just finishing up on civil war which has been great and then we're doing uh enemy of the state 2 where laura is going to do something very 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 bad and this is about the ramifications of that okay yeah she's gonna kill a whole lot of people yeah and so considering she hasn't, you know, she's sort of sworn off taking life, it's a big, big deal. Kind of reminds me of X, no, sorry, uh, X-Force time. Yeah, yeah. Not, not quite, yeah, it's, I, I won't say anything. Okay. It's different to that. So, you, Jackman, is going to retire the role of Wolverine. Yes. So, do you think, in your opinion, if there's going to be maybe a new Wolverine, should it be a female one, like X-23? And if we do have an X-23, who would you want to play her? So, um, I absolutely think it'd be awesome if she was the next Wolverine. It'd be great. I have no idea who should play her. It's too, it's quite difficult because she is like, you know, she's about 19, 20, 21. So you have to find an actress that's that young. Like someone like uh, Daisy Ridley would be awesome. But I think she's, I think she's, yeah, she's got a gig at the moment. And it's a pretty good gig, let's be honest. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Um, yeah, but you know, there are a lot. That could do it, but yeah, I think she should be the next Wolverine. Okay, I think it'd be any, great. Any actress, 80s, 90s, 2000, or who would oh, be man. at their peak, at their prime? Who would be the one? I don't know. There's a bunch. Like Summer Glau would have been awesome, and you know, I've, I've met Summer a bunch of times at cons. She's great. Um, I don't know. There's lots. <laughs> Can't think of who else. I've had these conversations a lot too. I'm just drawing a blank right now. <laughs> My name is Brooke Allen, um, <laughs> artist, co-creator of Lumberjanes, um, among other things. I also like to make toys. Uh, yeah, 
That's the that's me in a nutshell, I guess. I I think I really connected to it because uh, like when I read the pitch, I was like, oh wow, this is a comic that I wish I had when I was a kid that had. It was something that was fun, and they, they meet monsters and cryptids, and they have adventures, and they they all seemed like people that I already knew. Like, they seemed like uh, friends I already had. So, um, and then also there's a queer couple, so I'm queer, and so that was, like, a huge plus for me. I was like, oh my gosh, are we really going to have a queer couple and a kid's, well, I guess it's an all-ages comic, but an all-ages comic because it was kind of unheard of, and uh, yeah, it was like a non-issue, we just did it. <laughs> I would love to say that Lumberjanes create, like, um, started it, but I don't, I don't know, I, I feel like there's definitely probably other uh, books out there, um, I just maybe don't know about them, um, but if anything, I definitely think it contributed in showing that, like, it's possible, and like, you can have a all-ages comic that's mainstream, that has queer kids in it and it's totally fine <laughs> like nobody nobody came to like burn down the publishing studio like no nobody like we sold a lot of copies and it's been doing really well so hopefully that that sends a signal to everybody who is like I don't know if this is possible I mean I guess it will have to end at some point but um as of right now they're just gonna keep making it as long as people buy it I guess um <laughs> And anytime anyone needs a, a break, we, we have so many talented people working on the book, so uh, it has the possibility to go on for a long time. And then there's also the movie. Maybe that'll get made, and maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't be like Jim and the Holograms. Because I, I will admit, as soon as I heard it was a live action, I was like, oh man, that's the first thing that comes to mind. But um, now that they have Emily Carmichael attached to it, who's uh, co-writing the new um, Pacific Rim, I was like, okay, well, all right, this could be pretty awesome. Um, I mean, it always has the potential to be pretty awesome, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, it's good. <laughs> My name is Jacob Shabbat. Um, I'm an artist and writer. I do stuff for SpongeBob comics, The Simpsons comics. Uh, I write and draw a book called The Mighty Skullboy Army for Dark Horse, and right now I'm writing a miniseries for Marvel about the Tsum Tsums. Uh, the Tsum Tsums uh, was appealing to me as a project because they really don't have any backstory to them, and I was able to get a lot of freedom to come up with uh, an origin for them and figure out how to incorporate them into the Marvel Universe proper. They're hanging out with a bunch of kids, like in a regular old kids movie, and the kids are trying to keep them secret from everyone, but they're definitely going to meet some Marvel characters down the line. Uh, it's great seeing like kids kids read the stuff and see how much they enjoy it, because that's how I got into comics as kids. I was reading stuff like Mad Balls and ALF comics and other licensed stuff that was based on toys, and that's that's how I got into comics. It's, it's a four-issue miniseries right now. I think it's doing pretty well. I don't know how much need there is for more Tsum Tsum stories. This might be plenty, but there might be a demand for more. If there's more, I'll be more than happy to come up with something else. The Mighty Skullboy Army is a, a book I write and draw for Dark Horse. It's about a kid supervillain who has a uh, skull for a head. His name is uh, Skullboy. And his mighty army, which includes uh, a snarky robot and the, the world's smartest monkey, who would rather just lays off than do anything else. And he tries to do a lot of schemes to help him get rich or get out of school or basically to make his life easier, and they always fail and backfire on him, and he ends up in detention. I pretty much just write comics that I 
would enjoy as a kid, but also still enjoy now. And then just, you know, steer away from things like uh, gushing head wounds or swearing or genitalia. <laughs> This is the Last King Podcast, and this is the second section of the STGCC 2016 special. Hi, my name is Victoria. Uh, I'm a cosplayer, but I also write for Geek Culture on the site. This is probably my 10th or 11th convention here, because I've done it every year since it started, I think 2007, 2008. It has changed a lot. Um, it's gotten more game-centric, which is kind of cool, but I feel like when it comes to the artists that they bring in, I think they need to do a little bit more research. But sometimes I don't know who they bring in or like why they're bringing this particular artist, because for casuals, they may not know who these people are, so there's not so much attraction for everybody else. Unless you're very into the indie scene, then maybe you'd be more familiar with some of the names they brought in, especially for this year. They've also started to expand, I think, their Japanese section, which I wish they wouldn't because I we have a lot of Japanese events in Singapore and I would rather have something that's more Western-oriented. So I would love to see more Western celebrities or more exclusive trailers or screenings like they do in the US or in Australia, so that would be very nice. As far as cosplay is concerned, it's nice that they started uh, hooking up with ECC, I think, or C2E2, where you win the prize and then you get to go uh, all the way over to see the big convention, that's really, really cool. Hopefully, the cosplay scene is more appreciative because they tend to not want to come inside because they feel like there's nothing for them. <laughs> so everybody hangs outside, which is really sad because there's so much to see and do in the convention, so hopefully that will change. From the game section, I feel like with Overwatch being such a big thing and now they've brought in like, the Overwatch competition for the first time, they kind of know where their target audience is coming from, but it's a little strange to have this much of gamers and comic collectors because it's a little bit of like two different worlds although you're considered like nerd worlds or geek worlds it is two different spheres it would be nice to see if they had more console gaming as well rather than just overwatch because overwatch is a big thing it would be nice to have more like playstation xbox and just gaming in general like we have a magic booth which is very cool because people learn how to play magic which is very nice but I think they need to expand on it in more genres rather than what's popular now. I think they can do better with supporting the local artists because you get the bazaar area right where you get a lot of local art but it's hard for them because the cost to come in and do it is just too much. So they could do more for the local scene as far as that's concerned. I would like to have more pop culture related events rather than focus so much on the shopping. Like I love buying the prints. But I still want to see exclusives that they have, exclusive trailers or, you know, panels. They really need to improve on their panels because half the time nobody goes to the panels and the people here don't appreciate panels because they don't engage the panelists. And the panelists just sit there and they're like, I don't know why I'm here, which is really not cool because we have such nice people that come down who know their work so well. Compared to other conventions, because the last one I went was Supernova, I think they need to split up their sections a little bit better so they have exclusive events happening everywhere at the same time so kind of have a bit of a competition to see which like section is more popular not everybody's just shopping <laughs> it's just like a big shopping for you know geek stuff my name is Caitlin Emily okay I'm cosplaying and my favorite few characters are pretty much from niche games like Dragon's Crown uh, from Sakura Wars from Slayers uh, and such. Uh, Why well, I think this 
whole event is pretty cool is because they invite a lot of artists that I like. Thus, I actually make the effort to come from Malaysia to this event in Singapore to just meet the people that they invite. And it's pretty cool because one, it's really spacey. So it's, you know, you don't feel so congested. Um, just uh, certain areas are still a little, you know, uh, squeezy. So it might be a bit hard for cosplayers with big props to come in. But otherwise, this place is pretty cool, yeah. My name is Nadze. I'm a member of Fight Saber Singapore. Uh, we have several charters uh, all over Southeast Asia. Even though I've, I've been a member for about three, three maybe more years. So even though it's, I've been a member for, for, for that amount of time, actually this is my first uh, SDGCC visit. Yeah. It's actually quite cool. There are a lot of cool merchandise, you know, things you don't normally get outside and it's all congregated to one place. And yeah, I like I like that you can walk around with fellow cosplayers and you know. I'm a snap sniper. I'm a cosplayer, cosplaying as a photographer. So yeah, I think I'm walking around with my camera and taking photos. Um, SDGCC this year was um, quite good. Uh, I like the fact that they included uh, Overwatch tournaments as a focus on gaming. Uh, they've also um, featured some um, local content, I mean Singapore content, such as um, Hori Paredos in Space. Um, yeah, I see some uh, local artists being featured in the Artist Alley also. So this really resonates with me. Um, uh, one thing um, could be improved is probably the timing might be a bit um, off because now there's no dominant hype to uh, fuel the show. Uh, last year, I believe there was um, Star Wars, Marvel. Uh, right now, we are just in the starting of the Star Wars hype. So there's, um, the exhibits are still great. Um, I really love the toys, the display exhibits. Um, so getting to see all the new stuff, the new toys. Um, what's, what's cool this year is also uh, all the artists. This year's artists are really great. Uh, I love all the artist prints. Um, and, and the best part, you can actually buy them uh, autographed by the artist itself. Hi everyone, I'm SG Geek. I'm actually starting a booth here in SDGCC. So I make uh, concrete products. So one of my products is the uh, Insignia's uh, LED lamp for Pokemon Go. And uh, I make some Mario planters and I make some Mario coasters and all that. I think this show is pretty good. There's a lot of talented artists here, so I'm like a little bit freaking out because of like uh, I don't know if uh, I stand I don't know where I stand in this industry, but I don't know. It's pretty cool, I guess. I kind of like the show. Yeah, the crowd is uh, actually it, it got busy, uh, very very busy when I was in uh, afternoon, but now it's dying down because everybody's going for dinner and all that. So it's okay. I'm Ruben from Lion Geeks. And we are a local Singaporean uh, art studio as well as a community. Uh, why I say that is because not only do we take in uh, projects for game, uh, for game art, uh, concept art, illustrations and the like, uh, we also turn up at conventions to share the lovely artwork our artists have done pertaining to geek culture, their favourite games, their favourite characters and stuff like that. So I've been, we've been at SCGCC for about three years now, this is our third year. and. Uh, I think it's getting worse in general. I think uh, the prices for the booms have been going up. The footfall seems to have been 
smaller. But things are still moving, so I'm not complaining. But I, I just feel that it's lost a bit of its magic from its earlier, earlier years. I remember when I first came, I was very amazed at the huge variety of stuff that I can see. Uh, right now, it's mostly a game show, a toy show with artist Ali tacked on and lesser of the games and stuff like that. You won't see like reviews and all that or like, yeah, just the variety really has died down a lot for me. I mean, if the prices stay, continue to stay high, uh, they have to make it up in other ways and yeah, hopefully the variety is one of them. Because if, uh, if like for someone that's not into toys or not into local art in terms of artist alley, there's almost no reason for them to come. There, there are no like, you know, not really a lot of comic related stuff or not really a lot of game related stuff and yeah. Hi, this is Zed, the editor of Just Saying Asia and I'm here at SDGCC 2016 and you know, I come down every year, I have been coming down every year. Um, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm so involved in terms of covering the event but it's getting a bit jaded. I feel like it's, you know, I see the same people every year and uh, and the guest artists. Well, I still think that it is relevant. It's I think it's still very relevant today because you've got many new people coming into the pop culture scene. You've got many new people who are just picking up comics. But I'd like to see a bit more. I would like to see a bit more. Um, just outside, we saw a promo for Indonesia Comic Con, and that's when you had uh, Hildebrand, um, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, right? And the thing is, you know, I'd like to see those kind of stars over here in Singapore. Why, why in Indonesia? I mean, I love the Indonesians, they don't love me as much, but, you know, I would love to have those kind of stars here. Last year, when I was in Manila, they had Colton Haynes, they had Vision, I forget his name, and you know, wh why don't we get that here? Why, why not in Singapore as well? I think the crowd, I think the crowd deserves that. I think that's what the public wants to see. I think they want to have a little bit more relevance uh, to, or more, there should be more connection between the people to see on screen because this is why they become fans. That's why we have the new fans because of the movies, the TV series, everything that's on Netflix. Um, these are the people that the fans want to see. And, uh, but I still do love that, there's, that the artist Ellie is still alive. That's fantastic. Uh, a lot of homegrown guests and exhibitors, as well as some uh, the people that are coming in from overseas as well. So I think that's a good mix over there. But yeah, what I do really want to see is more of those stars. Um, the reason why people are coming into pop culture, the reason why pop culture is now mainstream. My name is Ryan Menon. I'm the writer and creator of Crimson Star, an original Singaporean superhero comic book that's made by Singaporeans for Singaporeans. Crimson Star is actually an independent comic book project that's currently up on Kickstarter. And the main objective here is to get as many Singaporean readers uh, to engage the character by pledging and receiving the final product um, via digital keys. The dream is to eventually be able to produce a Singaporean superhero series that features as many Singaporean artists as possible and hopefully to go print. Currently, I'm embarking on a very independent route for promoting uh, Crimson Star because um, the point here is to keep the budget as low as possible and whatever funds that are raised is to go towards paying an art team a fair living wage as opposed to uh, 
making them do their work for free and them never seeing anybody. So that's why um, Crimson Star has not actually been appearing in a lot of conventions or comic book uh, events. And of course we get the opportunity to speak to people like TheLastKing.net to kind of, you know, send the message out there that creator-owned independent content is something that's very much real in even Singapore. So, want to know more about Crimson Star, check out TheLastKing.net and, well, stay tuned if you guys want to hear more about comic book and movie ratings. Hey, hey, how's it going, guys? My name is Martin Xu. Uh, I'm actually originally from Taiwan, but I've been in the U.S. for the past 25 years. My background is in animation. I used to do character design and animation for Disney and Nickelodeon, some of the major studios. And I have been on my own as an independent artist now for five years. My second time to STGCC, very exciting. Uh, first time was actually back in 2012, where I met a lot of people who I am very excited to see this year. Uh, it's, it's always been a really great show to me. Um, now, nowadays, I just design my own characters like Dragon Boy. Uh, I do vinyl toy figures. I do illustrations. And so it's nice to come back to see everyone who's uh, supported Dragon Boy and the vinyl toy industry. I'm actually here this year with uh, my buddies from Horrorcore, which is a, a new company that develops games and they produce toys. Um, just a general, really fun group of people uh, who are really fun to work with. Um, STGCC has always been really good to me. Uh, I've met a lot of fans and collectors here. I mean, I think it's a great way to meet local artists as well. You know, I don't, I don't see generally there's a, you know, anything that needs to be improved, but I think maybe um, I encourage creatives and designers and artists from Singapore to come out and get a booth space and show your artwork. And then I think, because I think it's a great opportunity. It's a great place to meet people. I think it's totally fine the way it is. I actually find this really, really comforting. Uh, the fact that the cafeteria has, you know, Hainanese chicken rice, I, I think I find that to be refreshing and fascinating. Like yeah, I'm back in the U.S. at San Diego Comic Con. We only have, you know, tacos and such. Exactly. Yeah, we don't get to get Hainanese chicken rice you know, very much. So, um, no, I think it's really a real, real well-run convention. Uh, I genuinely enjoy it. Hey guys, I'm Jason from Neo Tokyo Project. I run events in Singapore, pop culture events, uh, mainly cosplay as well. And I think that STGCC is a show that I've been to ever since it was first uh, run by Play Imaginative. That was many, many years ago. Yeah, that was way before Reed. Um, well, things have certainly changed over the years. It grew from a community kind of con into the merchandising monster it is right now. And um, yeah, I think it's pretty much a merchandising fair these days. Um, while SDGCC is about, you know, toys, comics, and games, hardly see any games. It's a bit of a pity. Um, comics wise, I, I, I like the fact that they brought in, you know, like artists and writers. It's a great thing. I got a chance to meet Joe Benitez uh, a couple of years ago. But. I really don't know, like this year, this year feels really different now that it's in the dungeon as well. I do hope that they have the opportunity to bring in more games in future because that's the part that's the most lacking and yeah, it's been the most lacking that it, all the years that I've been to this con. It really is a big merchandising fair kind of deal. see a lot of retailers. Of course, that's not a bad thing because retailers are the ones that pay the most, I guess, for 
move space and um, Singaporeans love to shop. I think that there's a what's lacking though is actual content because if you want to talk about the balance between merchandising versus say um, fan content, like every year I notice that the artist alley it seems to be less and less artists. Like this year seems to have less artists than last year. And at the same time, there's also been a strange kind of shift to more fusion content. You see more Asian content in SDGCC as opposed to Western content. You know, SDGCC always branded itself initially as a Western kind of con. It was more uh, Marvel, DC for comic people, for fans of movies, you know. And suddenly, suddenly you realize that, hey, there's anime content, there's like cosplayers who are from Asia. You don't see so many cosplayers from the West. You don't see cosplayers who cosplay from video games like World of Warcraft. It feels kind of weird. It feels like it's diluting itself a little too much. But then again, you know, we could be looking at it for, uh, in a different perspective and it's like, hey, they're actually targeting the Asian market. They're targeting the Asian audience. And we all know for a fact that in Asia, um, Asian content sells a lot better. Our proximity to Japan, for example. So anime is definitely a bigger thing. And if you want to pull in, say, the local pop culture fans, many of them are otaku and weeaboos, you know. So you do want to bring them in. And the best way to do that, to hook them, is to use anime content, manga content. But if that's the case, then they definitely need to make the artist alley a lot more friendly to creators. I think that if they were priced a little more reasonably than local artists, local doujin groups especially, and doujin groups, artist alleys, that's what really brings in the otaku, weeaboo crowd. If it was a little friendlier and a lot more accessible to these groups who will not be able to pay say $800 for a con, but they might be willing to pay something more along the lines of four to $500, then yeah, that's definitely a lot more opportunity to make content. Hey, what's up gang? This is The Last King Podcast talking here on the last day, second day of the SGCC 2016 Expo event. <laughs> There's a little too many C's right you there. There's so many C's, dude. <laughs> I'm just tired of just saying the full title. I'm just going to abbreviate it. You know what I'm really looking forward to? What? After all these C's, some goddamn Z's, because, yes. man, it's been a full day of fun, excitement, events, cosplay, comics, blah, blah, blah. A lot of these things, <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing why I do not like about today oh what happened it's exactly the same thing as what we recapped yes last, yesterday but isn't it just more fun double the fun you get more no well there were actually some guys like uh oh man uh, brooke allen and a couple of others talking about their experiences writing all ages comics mm. but that's about it i mean this is stuff you can actually sort of see in interviews in comic alliance yo shout outs to brooke a ellen i am gonna be i'm a i'm a new lumberjanes fan yes lumberjanes <laughs> is a good comic yes heavily recommended by the last king podcast yep, yep. okay and i believe that is all i have to say i mean okay we, we saw some good cosplayers we saw some the exact same toys that were actually on the space so <laughs> the exact same dj except there was a smaller area that they were playing all these anime Yo, but what a trip man I, this is like the anime dj 
and then we have Ultra happening next door, and oh it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like when anime and uh, EDM combines, that 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 would be good. That no would... man, that's not EDM. That's hardcore GABA or maybe techno Eurobeat. I mean, that's not EDM. Okay, that's that classic. That's that DDR shit. Okay, that's the 180 BPM top thumping anime music. Not as fast <laughs> as EDMs, of course. Oh wow. Okay, that is your AMV blueprint. Anyway, there, a couple of, uh, there was actually a DJ class that happened to around uh, 115 or something. I didn't manage to catch that. I was too busy taking pictures. <laughs> I was pretty much hanging around the Overwatch section, catching up the tournament there. Pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Intense, pretty intense. Yeah, and um, uh, man, throwback. Uh, I actually spent some time at the Magic the Gathering section, yep. you know, getting my cards on. And, and like, that was a throwback to just <laughs> yesterday, actually. I mean, I mean, they were nice enough to invite us over and to like have give us a place to sit and like you know, I took them up on the offer. So we had some free games. And shout outs to the new friends we made over at uh, Just Saying. Not just Just Saying, uh, the other podcast guys. Yeah, podcast guys. I do part. Man, we actually had Power Nine, Nine Power. Oh man. Power Nine, Power Nine. Power, power nine, nine, the Power Nine podcast. Okay, shout outs to you guys. Okay, for being so hospitable. And if we get that wrong, we're gonna correct it in the notes, show notes at the bottom. Uh, or yeah, we just add a blurb. No, no, yeah, yeah. we're gonna add links. Yeah, yeah. we're not gonna we be lazy this links. time. We'll add links. <laughs> I mean, you know, the whole paid for, the whole paid for system will work. I in hope this so. Day and age. But yeah, I mean, this is a good opportunity for us to make new friends and to meet new people, yeah. and not only like. No, rub shoulders with uh, international artists and comic creators and toy and video game creators but also to you know not just make ourselves known to the community here in Singapore but also to like you know to let to, 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 just share, to share passion with others who actually speak as, as much comic lingo as we do yes, and definitely. actually know as much or even more more so than us yeah We've already had so many shout-outs from all the different interviews here and there. No, but yeah, definitely. We're going to give the, we're going to pay it for it. We're going to give some shout-outs too later. But, uh, oh, friend, my feet are tired. <laughs> I think we should be done by now. So, your verdict of this show? I mean, right now, okay, as we speak right now, I believe there's actually a cosplay competition going on. But yeah. there's already much love for the cosplay thing. So, we didn't... I mean... We, we took a few pictures here Nothing against the cosplay scene here in Singapore. But I think you guys have your own publicity and your own coverage. And... You don't need us, definitely. I mean, honestly, Last King is more about video games, movies, pop culture, and comics. And like, maybe one day we might give some shine to the to the cosplay scene here in Singapore. But like uh, an insight, but not any, not not not. Right I, now, I just gonna right be now. brutally honest. I'm not really into the scene, or I'm aware of what's going on in the scene, or who the who the players are, or who like who to follow. But like. You know what? If if that's the kind of content you want to hear from us as well, okay, like uh, hit us up on our Twitter at Last King Podcast, or, or even like on our Instagram at Last King Podcast. I've been taking photos all over the place, you know, for, for the last two days. Can you put you can put comments on our site too, so you can yeah, check sure. our site. Yeah, sure. Let us know. We're definitely looking for feedback from you guys. So I mean, if that's the kind of content that you're looking forward to, yeah, we will you know put in the extra effort, you know, put in the extra elbow grease and uh, deliver you, you know, the, the, the the fine fans of the Last King Network, you know, all. <laughs> All the good, all the content and goodness you're looking for. Yep, yep. We're probably gonna cap it off with a few more interviews from Hyperfall guys at the end of this particular segment. But yeah. for now, our verdict, I believe it's more the same. I know. Definitely. I, honestly, for me. I know you've been kind of bitching, you know, especially in our movie reviews about pacing and editing issues, but whoa, running a show it's during a podcast, I've been doing a podcast during a convention and trying to cover all the events and make it to all the booths and meet all the people and do all the signings. Yo! <laughs> Not easy, right? <laughs> Man, 
I have newfound respect for all the podcast, uh, all the podcast pioneers, or all the con people. Like all the publications. This the is work. <laughs> but like, okay, you know, I hope it all comes into fruition. I hope it all uh, means something, and you all enjoy the content that we're providing. And uh, basically, this is your co-host, Mr. Shafiq. I'm ready to just sign out. I am done. Can't wait to go home, take a hot shower, turn on the air conditioning, and just sleep away this lovely lovely Sunday. long weekend Sunday yes we weekend. still a holiday tomorrow man i am so looking forward to just staying in bed and this is toffee signing off see ya